0: quality of the leader in a building company sets the tone, sets the temperature for the rest of the building company. How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. My name is Max. I'm the CEO of Smith & Sons Remodeling Experts here in Canada. Uh, Today... And on this episode, uh, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, handling clients and customers. Um, before I start, um, as usual, like and subscribe and share this uh, information if you find it helpful and you know somebody else that might enjoy it, I would appreciate. And we certainly do appreciate all the love that we get um, as far as feedback uh, You know, from folks that have given us a bit of a listen and a bit of a watch. So we appreciate that. Okay, so um, uh, just on that, if you've got any questions, email me, max at businessforbuilders.ca. I'm sure that email will be somewhere in the uh, the bio with a copy or something. So um, let's get on with it. Okay, so um, funny enough, I was only chatting with uh, one of my guys today, and we were just talking about really, in essence, client relationship management. And um, you know, if you if you if you sort of understand anything about handling clients at a massive level, you're going to have what we call a CRM or a customer relations management system. Um, but what, what I'm not talking about today is the digital side of that management program uh, or that process. I'm talking about the actual human side. And, you know, you know, having sort of been around the game for a long time, having been involved in, in the construction business for, um, you know, over 33 years, this could be my 34th year now, which makes me fairly old, um, you know, um, always being involved at some level in the construction and building industry uh, you know it's it's just full of different personalities and different people both uh, builders subcontractors even supply representatives and of course clients and so I think that what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about you know a uh, situation you know one one I'm going to talk about a situation that really you can sort of you can probably understand from your own experience where you where you've been in maybe a situation like this but what we're trying to do is I'm trying to um, you know make it clear that um, there is You know, a responsibility on you, the builder, uh, to insulate the client, and and so uh, I think it could be something that you might already understand as a concept, and you may already, maybe even uh, naturally, unconsciously, uh, competently, already deal with clients in this regard. Um, But then there might be other, you know, operators, general contractors, guys and gals that uh, actually don't or don't didn't even realize that maybe that's what they were doing. Uh, and so this is this is a little bit of a, you know, uh, a personal audit. That's what I would say, and a, a personal emotional audit because what I'm going to chat about has got nothing to do with customer relations management software. Uh, it's got nothing to do with construction checklists. It's got nothing to do uh, with any systems and processes uh, that, are, that are built into your business. It's got all to do with how we interact with other humans uh, and specifically our customers and our clients. So, uh, look, I, I think the point I want to make is that too many builders, you know, and we've just gone through a long weekend here in Canada. And, uh, so I'm recording this on a Tuesday. You'll hear this on a Thursday. Maybe if you're overseas, you know, uh, in down under, you might hear this on a, on a Friday, but, uh, nonetheless, you know, after a long weekend, there's all kinds of stories that you can probably tell, uh, your clients good and bad. And I think, I think what underpins this philosophy or what I'm going to chat about is you've just got to maintain a level of professionalism. Like, um, you know, one thing that comes to mind is that I will never share a, a beer with a client during construction. You know, we, we do mostly renovation work uh, and projects. And so uh, for the most part, the clients are still living in the home. And of course, if they see activity on site, they want to be generous and they want to, you know, maybe, you know, knock the froth off one or two. Um, but I, you know, for me personally, uh, I've got to keep my professional distance, uh, because, because, you know, whilst everything is rosy and it's like, I've never had a bad first meeting, you know, at contract signing time, there's all, it's all happy days. And the expectation is very alive and, and, you know, they're looking forward to the, the project, uh, to be built. And so, you know, it's, it's like, I want to, in the event that I've got to exercise what I call firmness with courtesy. In other words, there's something maybe that the clients have uh, got their heart set on that we can no longer do because we've now, you know, peeled walls apart or floors apart or whatever. Um, I've got to be able to address that again in a in a professional manner. And I really don't want to uh, feel like I'm being leveraged by the client because they've fed me a couple of beers. So, you know, I would really urge, you know, and, and so that just is a, is a good intro. It's a good opener. Uh, to what I'm talking about, because, um, you know, I think as the project goes on, we get a degree of comfortability with our clients. Uh, You know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm dealing with one, uh, you know, situation where we've just met the client for the first time. And, and of course, you know, I haven't even, I met them via email and once on the phone. So there is no, you know, personal contact. But as, as the project will evolve, then obviously, you know, a face-to-face meeting will, you know, uh, will happen, of course, And so it is very kind of professional and, and, you know, we don't know each other, but as you get to know the client uh, more and more and you decide to, you know, go to a building contract with said client, uh, what you'll find is that you'll, you'll, you know, you'll develop some sort of um, low friction, you know, hopefully happy relationship uh, as far as that project's concerned, which is great, which is what I want for you is to be able to go from the start right through to the finish and uh, you know have have a really good positive outcome because you know that I bang on about you know getting video t- testimonials from clients and unless they're you know uh, really happy with the way you know you've treated them and the product you've delivered then they're certainly not going to give you any 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 daps or any pat on the back you know on video that's for sure so. Uh, don't confuse i don't want to be standoffish and unfriendly and and and, you know non-personable i'm just saying that there is you've got to know you know where the where the cutoff is Um, and so a good illustration of you know customer management might be that when you do come in after a weekend i think when you get to the 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 project and the client happens to be there you, you don't want to start banging on about you know how your you know what you did on the weekend really um if they want to talk about what they did in the weekend be friendly acknowledge what they're saying and get on with it but it's not storytelling time um so there's no you know there's no massive reason why you've got to go into that it's not building rapport what's going to build rapport is you getting the job done and so you know we we need to have two ears and uh, and one mouth and use them that way uh, but ultimately, we're not there because you know you want to get the job done too. The flip side of that is, and this is why it's such a fine line—you you certainly don't want to be conversational either. I just think what you need to do is is, is be minimalistic in your, you know, the, the sharing of your your personal situation or what you might have done on the weekend, and and that what that does is it maintains certainly a high level of, of uh, professionalism in the eyes of the client, uh, but they also understand that you are you are personable and you're friendly. Um, but you're very professional in your approach. So that's sort of one, you know, that's one area where I think as builders and now all of this really, uh, is hing- it hinges off. Uh, and if you've ever heard that, that saying that, uh, you know, big doors hang off small hinges. So, you know, for, for this might be a very, you know, small principle and you might think it's a pretty easy one to execute and you might even think you're doing it pretty well. Um, but really what it does is it, you know, it, it hinges off your own personal security. And so, um, which is fine when we're just covering off, you know, chatting about the weekend. You know, uh, most of us are fairly friendly, approachable type of guys and gals, and we don't mind a chat. Uh, I used to be accused all the time of chatting too much on building sites and get my ass kicked because of it. Um, but I think uh, what what I'm sort of trying to get at is that most most guys probably talk too much and and maybe share too much. That's probably you know it's like too much information. Um, and then the second, you know, the other, the other part of this principle is that, uh, which, is, which is a fairly benign thing, and this is why I would say that your own personal security, in other words, your confidence in yourself to know who you are is really going to help you along this way. If you're busy um, trying to prove something to somebody else with maybe money you haven't got uh, to people who don't give a shit, uh, you, you really, well, that's, a, that's an indicator that you're not securing yourself. I mean i i drove a 20 year old pickup truck here selling franchises until my business partner told me that it was embarrassing and i should upgrade my vehicle uh because i just had nothing to prove i was really excited about the 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 opportunity and the value it presents to general contractors um what i drove was irrelevant it made no difference because i was so pumped about the opportunity and the way i communicated that was from an authentic opportunity standpoint not trying to impress anybody so um so what I'm to, what, what I think when I'll go a little deeper is that you know when you've got a situation whereby you've got a sub trade that or a supplier that's let you down um, what what you can do is you can f- you can focus on um, how you're a victim of the situation and this is I think this is where I want to really go with this you can either be an above the line thinker or you're a below the line thinker winners think above the line non-winners, uh, I don't want to say losers, but non-winners—they uh, like to loiter in all of the, you know, woe is me. Um, you know, they'll be the ones always complaining that they can't get a, a park, uh, a parking spot close enough to the front door of the, the shopping centre or whatever. Whereas when you've got some weight issues like I do, you kind of need an excuse to get your steps up. So um, you know, this is this is the the proactive way of looking at things versus the reactive or the the victim mindset. So. You know, for me, it's all about taking that lemon and creating lemonade. We are going to face challenges, and so I think um, how we how we look at remedying those challenges and how we deal with them. Um, it's easier for me to take responsibility. Whether it is the, the the thing is, I you know, an indicator. If you use the word "it's not my fault" a lot, then you're a below the line thinker. And I am sorry if you think that that's not the truth, but I am telling you, I've seen enough human business people to understand that anybody that doesn't initially go you know what i wasn't in there making the error but it's my business and i hide that person so it's my fault uh and i accept the responsibility of that and i'm now going to then look at ways to try and correct and remedy and all that sort of thing and so you know that's that that is what i'm talking about so i guess this this talk could be a lot around figuring out whether you're an above the line thinker or you're a below the line thinker um, if you go to a building site and your drywaller doesn't show up and all you want to, you know, and of course, this might be the second time this has happened and you're feeling the pressure from clients. I get it, you know, and, you know, I think there's a little bit more distance when you're doing a new home. But I'm not saying that guys, that you know, building new homes don't suffer, you know, from this challenge. But certainly in the Renault, it's very close proximity. Renault builders, maybe you're only doing two or three builds at a the time. Um, they've got clients on site, you know, maybe uh, 75% of the time, maybe maybe 3 out of 4 jobs, the clients are home. One job if you're doing a second story addition or a massive reno, they might be out of the house in an Airbnb or something. Um, but for the most part, you've got clients that are actually watching the construction happening um, from the sideline and of course, you know, you're they're seeing in real time your trades letting you down and if if you are not securing yourself and you are not proactive, then you're going to struggle with this pressure which is going to blow you out of the building game eventually because there's you know how much can a koala bear there's a, there's a good Aussie saying for you um you know how much ding put a koala up there with some weights on no <laughs> how much can a koala bear so it's going to it's going to be putting so much pressure on you that if you're a, a general contractor or a builder you could find yourself going back into your comfort zone and maybe just doing you know um, framing and forming and you know concreting or whatever uh, because it's like well I don't have to deal with as many clients but you you know you know that might not be the thing you want to do uh, and so you know I think with you know for you as an individual you've got to figure out you know that you you need to work on your your personal security as far as your belief in yourself and your own expertise and then you've got to have that you've got to be embraced, you've got to embrace the fact that uh, you're gonna have people that are you know doing things for you that you can't get to i mean even on one project i can't do the total scope of work in this office i can't do the total scope of work the size of the business is dictating that i need to have good humans in here helping me so um that's just you know par of the course when people let you down and inevitably they will and there's nothing wrong with that it's just like your expectation was that that drywall was going to show up and you did not now Um, like I started out the show saying that I was chatting with one of my general contractors, we, we watched this happen over the last probably two to three weeks, maybe a little longer whereby my general contractors uh, positive outlook on what was happening proactivity as opposed to reactivity. Um, He's, he's got a a really good, um, you know, attitude towards handling high pressure situations. And it really did uh, in the eyes of the client, his ability to, to, uh, not take control for, you know like in a bombastic way, but he was very candid uh there was there was a lot of you know we, we, he shared with the client what the frustration was, and then he was very orderly in it, in the execution of of bringing about a result and and throughout that bringing about a result, there was a few pivots that had to be made or a few adjustments because the reaction from the sub trade wasn 't the way you know the reaction or the response wasn 't what he expected, and he had to pivot. So it really came down to two things: the the way that you you know handle the instance, and definitely the level of communication and the type of communication with a client. You can communicate with a client, and then bitch all day long about how hard it is to get get labor now, or or you know just how how that the supply chain thing is is mince meat at the moment. Um, you know, join the club. Obviously, I've got business contacts in Australia. Uh, um, I do business here in, in Canada, and they're all banging on about the lack of. Available, you know, labor and supply chain issues. And it's like, yep, so what? And what I, what I freaking hate is just hearing the same when I rock up and I'm literally have, it's like, you know, Groundhog Day. I'm hearing the same BS coming out of this guy's mouth and he's so freaking negative. It just drives me freaking crazy because not that it's just the tone, which annoys me, but it's, it's the whining. It's the, oh, I want it to be fixed for me so I can have no problems in my life. Like, seriously, um, resistance builds muscle mass. You know, you should actually be thankful that you are getting something that's forcing you to get better because I am telling you right now, my friend, It's not about that life should be easier for you um, because it's just not. Anyone that's successful has embraced the fact that challenges and struggles is a part of the process. And if you want to be a big shot business guy or gal, um, you're just going to have to be a firefighter. Uh, You're going to have to be better at handling human resource. You've got to always be tweaking systems. Um, You're going to have the rug pulled out from underneath you a lot. And so your attitude better be one that that says, you know what, I just bit the dust, but I'm sure I can learn from this instance. I'm sure there's something that I can pull out of this that's gonna make, you know, me a better operator. Um, rather than saying, why does it always happen to me? You negative SOB. Seriously, that's business, baby. It's just par for the course. You need to embrace the challenge and use it to your advantage. Use that, use that inertia, use that momentum to help build you. And so, you know, I think anytime that uh, someone that I see someone that starts passing the buck or blaming something else or somebody else or <clears throat> it's the marketplace or it's the supply chain issues or whatever, there's someone that's a weak operator because they just want it too easy. Because, in, well, mate, look, feel, feel free to email me, max at businessforbuilders.ca and tell me I'm full of shit. And that your life is so easy peasy. Like, I I just, I need a couple of those emails because you know something that I don't know. And you're involved in a different sector of the building industry that I'm not involved in. I even know a guy that builds $200 million high rises who just loves the game so much. I could go down there on a weekend and he would be on the forklift. He's out of his freaking mind. Um, It's just because he just, he loves, he just loves the game. I think he loves making money and he's making a little bit um so you know i think for you as an operator uh, i did i did a podcast a little while ago i don't know how many episodes it was talking about overwhelm and i think when you are feeling overwhelmed you're on you're on the the cusp or the threshold of breakthrough and so if you can hold your nerve life is teaching you something right now um and i think what you can do is if you can grab that as a template in your mind and and you're able to contain yourself um and improve your emotional quotient you need to be able to stand still and and really just uh, you know ascertain what's going on, uh, figure out how you're feeling about the situation, and look at some positive steps. And you know, you do what I do. I walk out of this office and I, I I pace up and down the sidewalk on the phone. I love being outside because here in Canada we're inside for three months because I freaking hate the snow and the uh, and the ice. And look, if if any of our audience is ever in the Okanagan, anywhere between um, you know Sun Peaks and Kamloops to Silver Star here in Vernon, and then, of course, Big White in Kelowna, uh, you need to look us up because we're right here and I'd love to shake your hand and get a, get a selfie with you. So um, if you're anywhere in the world and you, you want to come to Canada to ski, maybe hit me up too and I can, I can give you a little bit of a heads up. So that's just a side note. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I think, you know, for us as individuals, as builders, it's not just about knocking nails into wood you know, we've got to understand that we are business people. You're not just a carpenter now. You're not just a contractor. You're not just a tradesperson. You're a business operator and you're an entrepreneur. Essentially, that's what it comes down to. Um, And so, you know, I I think we've just got to understand where our, uh, I I sort of hesitate to say weaknesses are because I don't want to focus a shit ton of effort on uh, improving weaknesses, but I certainly do want to be aware of them. And I certainly do want to tweak those and try and um, you know, improve those for sure. But I really want to take wherever your strengths are, um, I really want want you to sort of take those to the moon. Um, now, as it relates to weaknesses, do what I do. I just staff my weaknesses. There's people in this office right now are doing jobs that, oh, you know, I, I, I push the limit and say I might be able to do it, but I would do a terrible job. Um but so that's what I do. It's like I don't need to be a videographer. I just employ people to do the videography. That's that's the easy way. That's what I'm talking about. It's not that my weaknesses are negative – but I recognise that I've got self awareness, and I'm going okay. So you know, I need to put someone in that place who can actually do that that scope of work. So if you're a builder, you might say, "Look, what I need is I'm really good at doing estimates and numbers, but what I really need is, um, and I don't mind you know project management. I'm good working with sub trades, but I don't really you know I, I just don't have the patience to deal with clients. I can do it if I have to, but I don't want to. Well, you might need to find yourself a project consultant, somebody that can do you know, uh, some uh, level of estimating, but that is really good with client management uh, in the sales process and has a really good understanding of your sales process and everything that's contained therein. Um, because it's just about, you know, you you do, as you build a bigger business, uh, you will find that you're going to need to employ people. So you're going to need to recognize, maybe do what you do well, uh, but then outsource, or at least have you know a staff or team members to really help you fill those gaps. To because really we're you know for us here at corporate office we are on the team. We're on the same team, and so all of us are focused on going in the same direction. So you know we we you know if you're working with your clients, um, and uh, you, you know you you have this 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 tendency to go and start waffling on about your shitty weekend. Um, you need to get out of there and dodge. You need to get somebody in there who's got an above-the-line mentality. Um, and I would encourage you that you can change. And so, you know, if you are, tend to be negative and you like hearing your woe is me stories, um, I'm telling you, the thing is, speed of the leader, of the speed of the pack. Um, nobody wants to hang around someone who's negative all day. So um, that doesn't – and that goes for clients. I mean, if – if you've got a situation where you're dealing like we do with clients pre-contract, it's almost like a preliminary building contract, these clients are actually going to you know, grab the design information and probably go find another builder because they're not really wanting to work with you. Um, and so builders need to be really self-aware because there is builders, I know this. you might find this hard to believe, there is builders out there as it relates to dealing with humans that are what I call uh, unconsciously incompetent. In other words, they're cocking it up and they don't even realise it, but everyone around them can see what's going on. That's called unconscious incompetence. So, guys and gals, that might be the takeaway. Um, really, uh, maybe ask a few of your close associates or people that are around you. Hey, am I a negative Nelly? Am I? Do I tend to focus on you know the challenges that we're going through, and I make that the focus? Um, and they might be coming back to you and say, No, you're doing fine. And, that, and and really, that's where you can benefit from having good people around you. And and uh, that was one of the last things that uh, when I was chatting with my guy today, he sort of said, You know, it's super important that. You surround yourself with like-minded people or people that you'd like to be, and and they, you know, they talk about that your your income will be the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. So you need to think about that, um, and so you know, depending on you become like the people that you associate with. So you know, this is why for me, um, you know, I'm listening to audio books, I read books, um, you know, I listen to podcasts, uh, I do everything to try and improve my understanding of me as a person but also of the industry that I'm a part of because technology changes so quickly and it has an influence on how we do business and so uh, the education and the enlightenment that I need to constantly be taking on board um, you know jettison the things that are old that are no longer maybe they're redundant uh, understanding what is old what, what principles still remain even though they've been with me for the longest time Um, you know, and really do just sort of focus on your personal development, your personal leadership. So going back to where we started, we want to insulate our clients from all of the crap that's going on in our life, my life, the builder. They're not interested in hearing that. Remember, they are paying you money to deliver a new home or a renovation. Please do that. They are not interested in knowing about your woes, uh, but I would urge you to continue to be friendly as well. Um, And I'm not saying it's off limits. I'm just saying be aware that an oversupply of your information uh, is probably going to be borderline irrelevant eventually. Um, and if you're having challenges with supply chain issues and labor and subcontractor commitments and things like that, then you have really got to um, just figure out a way forward. You can't just stand there and go, I'm a victim, because then what happens is the client is relying on you to be the leader. Leaders lead. And so, you know, you really need to be, um, you know, I think we're talking about a level of maturity, understanding that it's not an attack against you personally if the shit hits a fan with one of your, you know, one of your sub trades but it is something that you have to deal with and the client expects you to step up. And so, um, you know, that's that's really probably it in a nutshell, folks, is to make sure that you're actually executing in such a way that uh, you are acting as a mature, responsible, uh, professional leader uh, in the building industry. And um, know that we overestimate what we can achieve in 12 months uh, and we underestimate really what we can achieve in 10 years. So you need to be patient with yourself. You need to lay yourself time to grow Uh, You need to find someone that you can, you know, really, um, I guess, converse with at some point and talk about, you know, some of those challenges that you're having from a leadership standpoint within your business because it makes makes a shit ton of difference. Uh, The quality of the leader in a building company sets the tone, sets the temperature for the rest of the building company. Um, And you'll be amazed that as you improve, your business will improve. So, you know, the more you learn, the more you earn, it's not a mystery, it's just part of the way uh of of you know to success if that's what you want in your building company i know you do um look email me max at businessforbuilders.ca uh like and subscribe all that wonderful stuff uh i'll see you on the next episode go build a gas business see ya